Welcome back to the Why So Serious Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and we are back for another movie review. Uh, this time, uh, we're back to review Star Wars Episode Nine, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, let's see what this synopsis says. Uh, after Palpatine mysteriously returns, the Resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. I mean, I guess that's the synopsis. Um, we have, uh, Mike as usual. We have, uh, my man Rich Fan from the PW Torch Deep Dive on. He'll be in and out, uh, this episode because he's got some family stuff going on. Rich is like the nicest person I know, like the best family man of anybody I know. So, he, that'll always come first for him, but we're glad he's here. And we have Heather Antos back from our Star Wars Rewind from her favorite film, uh, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. So, um, I guess I'll start with you. So, was this better than Revenge of the Sith? Um, I think this is the worst live-action Star Wars film since the holiday special. Wow, you hated this more than Revenge of the Sith? Oh, yeah. Okay, so that is, that's going to be so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Mike, what did you think about this film? Uh, I loved it. But you know me, I like, you know, I'm very simple to please in the movie theater with the, I mean, I, I will say that I, I noticed that there was a lot of fan service to people who didn't like episode eight, which I didn't like, because I don't think that was the right crowd to be given the fan service to, because uh, I liked episode eight. I don't, we didn't, I don't know how everyone else feels about it, but uh, I, I enjoyed watching it. Um, I, it didn't make the most sense at times. Uh at various points, but I mean, it was fun to watch. It was it was definitely fun to watch for me. All right, Rich, what did you think of Rise of the Skywalker? Uh, I liked it. I thought that there were some holes, obviously, and some things like Mike just said, the issues of trying to quote unquote correct eight going into nine. But I thought, given the history of the the franchise, forty years of an entire storyline, there were going to be some missteps. But I thought they stuck for the most part the landing at the end in terms of just clearing the deck for whatever's going to happen after this yeah i uh, i think i kind of fall somewhere in the middle i enjoyed the film as a spectacle um because it was definitely was a spectacle but there were parts of it where i was just like what like to me the movie was just a lot like it was a lot going on and it felt like it was a bunch of different ideas for what they wanted to do and they kind of all just put them all in the pot like gumbo but it didn't turn out like gumbo um, and I did, and at the end of it, I was mostly just glad it was over. Um, <laughs> like I was just like, cause for me, I said this on Twitter, but one of the things that's been happening recently is just with fandom. And I was just like, you know, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, like whenever something gets that big, it it's going to end badly because there's going to be a set of people who hate it. And there's going to be another set of people who hate it, but for a completely different reason. And then there's going to be a third set of people who love it. And then you're never going to be able to please those three different factions of people. And so it ends up being um, either you try to, and it's a mess like this film, which I think what the point of this film was to try to appease everyone, which you couldn't, or you just say, fuck it. And (laughs) you go and do one thing and the other two people stay mad. So that's kind of what I thought. So Heather, talk to us. Why'd you, you were excited for this film a few weeks ago. Why did you, uh, why didn't you enjoy it as much? Uh, I mean, I, there's uh, disclaimer up front. I know a lot of behind the scenes shit that I am not at Liberty to discuss here. Um, you know, I, I've known a lot about this going in and, um, and I've had my concerns and fears for a while. And unfortunately they came to fruition at the end of the day, you know, I think my, my biggest, are uh, my biggest issues, like plot holes aside, cause let's be honest, there's, there's a lot, um, is what I loved about force awakens. And what I loved about last Jedi is that it was all about the future of the franchise. It was all about looking forward. It was all about, the new characters and everything about this film was looking backwards. Everything about this film was about the past. Everything about this film took away what made the new characters special. 
um, and what made them unique. And it made them about everything that came prior. And I think, and this is, you know, as, as a woman, um, watching this film, I think they completely destroyed Ray's strength as a character. Um, you know, once again, we have an, another, another female who gets, you know, who her, her role is to do all the emotional labor for the male character, the villain, um, so that he can then turn good and sit, you know, like literally, literally she died so that he could sacrifice himself for her. That is the only reason she died. You know, they fridged Ray. Um, so he, this guy who's been a villain and a terrible, terrible monster, he gets to be the good guy at the end of it because he did one good thing. And, you know, it, it's, it's, I feel like it's so insulting to everything they built for, for Ray as a character. I think it's so insulting, um, to, to this trilogy and what it's about. I don't mind that Ben turned good. I'm fine with that. I, I don't, I don't mind a lot of the choices that they made. I mind a lot about the execution, about how so it happened. You shouldn't have turned good at the expense of Ray. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And more than that, they didn't even, to me, they didn't build it that way. Like, no, they be, didn't. They didn't build a lot of things. Right. To me, they were checking boxes. It, the, the 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 whole movie was checking boxes. I don't agree with him. Well, and that's go ahead, Mike. I was just gonna say that's. I enjoyed watching the movie, but I don't like that. And I think it comes from the all the people that hated the the Last Jedi, and they switched. They did JJ. It wasn't even supposed to be JJ or Ryan. It was supposed to be I think someone else. We talked about that. Colin Trevorrow. We yeah, Colin. Yeah, him. But they went back to JJ, and they're like. I don't like that they tried to undo all of the mistakes for, well, not mistakes because I love the Last Jedi, but I don't think I really didn't like. I almost didn't want to enjoy the film after I saw it because I didn't want those people to be happy. Because a, they were never going to be happy, no matter what you put out, never. B, uh, for the exact same reasons that that Heather was saying, it's like they, it, it's like now it's a kind of a big mess. So it's like no, the reason I enjoyed watching it is because it was just kind of the scenes were fun to watch like with the it was a, like visually you know like fight that was a cool scene fighting the emperor when they were fighting when her and kylo ren were fighting over the shuttle but plot wise it doesn't make much sense so I, i'll, I'll yeah well I, here's, can, I can see that my, but i don't i don't like that they were trying to i think this, the fan service should have gone they, they went with an idea they should have stuck with that idea <laughs> that they went in episode seven and eight and they should have kept going with it because, A, the people that didn't like 8 are not going to be happy. I don't even care if they're happy because I don't think that they were unhappy for the right reasons. And now it's just kind of a big mess where you have some people who, I don't know. I mean, it's a big mess. Well, the main, reason why, yeah. the main reason why I'm not more upset and I still enjoy this because I don't look at Star Wars that way as like a lot of people do. Like, I enjoy Star Wars, but it's not my thing. It's not like, for, like, for example... I am everyone listening to the show knows I'm a huge X Men guy. And so I go into I go into each of them X Men films knowing I'm gonna be mad when I leave the movie. <laughs> and I still go anyway because I love the X Men only to be mad when I leave the movies. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think of Star Wars that way as I do the X Men. So and then I also look at those old films and I'm like, Well, those films had a ton of plot holes and they were just ridiculous. Like I didn't think Darth Vader earned his redemption moment at all i think it was completely oh, unearned a hundred percent yeah so i agree so when i hear people say like this was unearned i'm like yeah i agree and so the people like heather and other reasonable people i go yeah i can see <laughs> i can see that where i get frustrated is where you talk to the dude bros and the people who love the original trilogy and think that it is perfect and then they nitpick everything from this the most well and you trilogy. know what else and I'm just like, I'm did y'all one... watch the first three movies? Well, that's um, that's the thing. I mean, I think you know a lot of it is is it, it comes down to nostalgia, right? Um, and everyone knows that that's what JJ is good at. He's good at nostalgia. He's good at understanding the surface level of why people like certain things, what makes them shiny, and how to replicate that shine. It works really well with Force Awakens. Um, Same thing with you Star know, Trek. Like, Exactly, a hundred percent. He's he's really really good at that. Um, you know, I describe the rise of Skywalker as a fanboy's wet dream. It's all surface level. You know, Palp- Palpatine's the father, and you know the Skywalker and blah blah blah. All of these things. 
Um, the, 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 the fan shipping is now canon, like all of that. But there's where I struggle the most with, with Rise of Skywalker is, um, you know, plot, plot's going to be what it is. They're, you know, they're going to make story decisions and I'm never going to agree with every single one of them. That's fine. I, you know, I, I, I get that and I accept that where I struggle. And I, and I said this about the last Jedi is the last Jedi is the most Star Wars story of any Star Wars film. Hands down, it is the most. All the themes. Mm-hmm. It's the. It's the. It is the most Star Wars story. It's. It's not the greatest Star Wars film, and I think that's the thing that a lot of people have trouble disconnecting. And a lot, you know, they they can't separate themes. They can't separate story from from the actual film itself. And and I get that. And it's you know, if if your job isn't to analyze creative things, if you're not a creator, it's it's difficult to understand. But Rise of Skywalker, though it's a fun film and a lot of things happen and it's a lot of flash and pizzazz and and bam, 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 bam. There is no heart and soul to it whatsoever. There are no themes to it. You know, The Last Jedi is all about subverting ego and facing fears and confronting your fears. It's all about letting go of ego and confronting your fears, which is the most Jedi, the most Star Wars thing. Uh, of all time and rise of skywalker is all about fuck you it's all about ego it's all about me it's all about what i want it's all about being flashy which is morally the antithesis to the last jedi which i find so insulting as to to what star wars is about you know hate on the prequels all you want they are still a star wars story and they still feel star wars even though the scripts aren't great um well even that in this film there was no the other issue I really had with this film, there was no real, there was no dialogue in this film that pushed the story, that, that pushed anybody's character. They can fly now. Yeah, like the dialogue <laughs> in this film was just, how do we get to the next scene? Or yeah. it was exposition between Ray and Kyle. No one, no one is going to be quoting this movie. Yeah, like, no one, there, there no there's quotes. no do or do not. There's no, you know, the, there, there's no quotes in this. There's, yeah. Um, Rich, what did you yes. think about the, how this film ended ended the film. So we're, we're just jumping around, but what do you think about how they wrapped up this trilogy and how that sets up anything going forward? Or is that something that, one of the things that you didn't like? Because I know, because we're going to talk about the things we liked about this film. I know for some of us it'll be less than others, but um, what do you think about how they wrapped up the trilogy to move forward in this universe that we're in? Well, for me, and just to kind of jump jump into what you all were saying while I was uh, watching my great my mother grandmother in law and grandfather in law open our gifts, so I apologize. I've been That's jumping perfectly in. Perfectly fine. Um, How dare uh, you spend time with your family? <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Um, but here's the thing for me: I am the person, Brent, that you were talking about at the very beginning. I have, if you look at my parents' uh, living room. There, or I'm sorry, the garage at this point because they're sick of me. Uh, there are boxes and there are crates and they're all filled with books and they have the Thrawn trilogy. They have Merit Jade yeah. series. I am the person that had, like, I had to have, like, a moment when Disney bought them and said, like, here are the following things that are no longer canon because Merit Jade and Luke and that whole exposition after the third movie was, like, my jam. Thrawn was my jam, which they have allowed. And even now, as my son and I played uh, uh, Dark Order, we spend more time reading the like appendix and how the sisters fit in and all this stuff than like playing the cool parts of the game, which is a f- pretty wild Jedi simulator. And I say all to say with this, it was, you know, I can't hide with the ending because it was the same as the beginning because it was, wait, wait, you'll find out later and then you ran out of later. Like, the very first thing we get is the emperor lives like, wait, what? Like that's (laughs) in the scroll. Like the scroll scroll just punched you in the face. You're like, wait, you can't, you can't. Hey, 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 they did that announcement on Fortnite. So (laughs) I was going to say, I know, I don't know if Heather can say it. Yeah. It's on Fortnite. It's there's a, so if you did the Fortnite event where they crossed over, he makes his like announcement in the game. (laughs) And then what I was going to say, I don't know. If Some people were like, I wish Mike. that was actually in the movie. I do kind of wish it was in the movie, but I'm not. Oh, it should have been. It, like, it should have been. Definitely could have like thrown some force lightning and then did the, you know, did a little uh, baby shark or something like that or squatted over the dude and did a little, I just yeah, owned you. I am with you, Rich, because I don't know if Heather can speak to this or not, uh, but 
from watching the film, like it seemed like that they did not plan on bringing Palpatine back, at least physically as a character. No, no, watching. they didn't. It, like it didn't and seem like he was. It almost seemed like it was something that was like late in development. Like let's bring Palpatine back. I, and, <laughs> I don't know if this is supposed to be a secret or not, but it, there's literally an interview with Ian McDermott who was like, "Yeah, he just called me like a couple months ago and was like." I got this idea. Like, do you want to be the emperor again? And I was all excited. And I was like, yeah, so this was never, I mean, maybe they could go with, Oh, it was written and we just didn't tell Ian for a while. And oh. I don't even know why they used Ian because you really never see his face until the very, I mean, mm-hmm. his voice. I love Ian McDermott. I think he, the voice. he was cool, yeah. Yeah, the voice. but yeah. he, I don't think he it was ever planned. I mean, and that's my, my biggest problem is that I don't like the fan service to the bad people. I think they don't deserve that. And also <laughs> I'm not one to make sweeping generalizations, but if I go and look at all the people who hated The Last Jedi or this movie, they're all the same person. They're it all really the is same. just one person. Yeah. It's it's all a bunch of old not always old. Sometimes they're young. They they, they don't they, they don't they don't like it because they you know, they didn't get Luke in Force Awakens and they wanted Luke and they wanted this to be about Luke and old man Luke and then old man Luke wasn't a badass, except he still was a badass in The Last yeah. Jedi. Sorry. People, yeah, people were yeah. like, I wanted a lightsaber fight. I'm like, why? You get that every film. What you got yeah. in The Last Jedi with what he did with the force projection was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in Star Wars. Yeah. We get a lightsaber fight in every movie. I don't need and all the show, there's like, like, I, there's enough lightsaber con. There's nothing new that you can do with right. the lightsaber at this point. I mean, yeah, you can make it look Luke. different. <laughs> yeah, they wanted Luke. To I know because they had the lightsaber fight with Ray and Kylo in the Kylo, yeah. and Snoke's den or whatever. But yeah, that was. And the one right. they even had in this one was pretty good because I really liked the fact that they're fighting on the remnants of. I, I think See, it was part of the Death Star. Yeah, it was part of the. Here's the thing, and this is me being a snob because not only am I the Star Wars person, but I also I don't know if you guys know, but I do fight choreography, um, uh, as as like a side job, and mm. that's the thing that frustrated me with this film is the coolest thing about that fight scene, about that lightsaber battle between Kylo and Rey on the on the destroyed Death Star, was the fact that it was on the destroyed Death Star. If you go back and yes. rewatch it, the fight itself is not that good. Uh, it's it's very and I and I'm wondering if this is on purpose and I need to go back and rewatch it. Um, the choreography style was very reminiscent of the choreography style of the original trilogy, which was based on uh, old Germanic broadsword fighting. Because George, yeah. George Lucas's idea was that lightsabers are heavy and you can only be strong enough to lift them if you're a Jedi. And then the prequels came around and they're like, but we have CG <laughs> now and it's rapiers, ha <laughs> ha. Um, and. And all of a sudden, in 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 Rise of Skywalker, it's a completely different fight style than we've seen for the rest of the for for the the rest of the sequel trilogy, and it's kind of boring. The coolest thing is that it's on a destroyed Death Star and it's raining and there's water, and it's cool and cinematic and 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 that's cool. But the throne room fight scene of the Last Jedi is still the coolest. Yeah, that was fight my favorite. Scene in yeah. this trilogy, hands down. The fight scene at the <laughs> end see, of the I movie like was better one. than the one in the Death As soon as... Like, wait, what were you going to say? Hold on, hold on. Rich, what were you going to say? I, I was going to say, I like that one for the reasons Heather mentioned. Those are those are it. And the fact that... And this goes to along to the parts of the plot that worked. It seems that uh, a lot of people didn't like 8 because they were either that one person or Russian bots, which was a great article I read. Yes. Uh, a sad which is, article. <laughs> which is scary. And uh, now when you look at this movie, there's so many times where they threw stuff away because they wanted to reject eight. But there's so many things I feel like to the point of Palpatine and even to this fight, like you mentioned, with even the choreography. At some point, I feel like my man was so freaked out because he knows he's never stuck the landing on an ending fully in his career that he just started watching Disney Plus because most of the major plot points came from the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you get to the fight scenes and he's like, eh, let, me, let me fan service the crap out of this and let's do some, you know, let's go back to the old style. It was like pro wrestling where mm-hmm. you, for me, where like the, mo- like you said, the moment was mi- what made that as exciting for me as say the throne scene, not the newness. I think eight is going to stand out for me for the rest of the time. That and Rogue One as the best examples of what you can do within Star Wars without it being fully you know, playing in the circles that they set up. I mean, the you mentioned earlier that, that, that there is no line in nine, but eight's line is what they have to carry for the rest of the series, which is the past must die. 
Yes. Yes. That's when we talked about our last review when we did Last Jedi um, in our Star Wars rewind. The last thing I said was when going into this film, what I want to see is the end of this. Like I want this to end. Like I don't want any more Skywalker bullshit. I want yeah. new stuff. I want to because that's what at the end of the, the my favorite scene in Star Wars is the end of the Last Jedi when they're going across the galaxy, showing that there's like people we never heard of that's force sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, there's a whole galaxy out there. Like you talk about this as this big galaxy with all these different systems and all these different races and groups of people in all these systems. Uh, somebody's got to have interesting story that's not a Skywalker. And I thought that well, was moving towards that. And that's and that's and that's kind of one of my as as you mentioned one of my favorite things. Um, and I think someone else mentioned it earlier in this. Like w- one of the things I've always found so fascinating about Star Wars is the fact that you know there are other religions and other cultures that view the Force differently. Um, Look like, at Dathomir. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. No. 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 But that's a, that's a prime example. Look at Dathomir and 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 you know the 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 Night Sisters and all of that. Like I, I find that so fascinating. Or you know Rogue One. You have um oh god Donnie Yen's character and oh, yeah. I can't remember their name. Um, but uh, Sherrod like, Imeway. Yes. 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 I have yes. A problem. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, it, it's just you know how 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 just like. You know, look at the history of the Earth, right? And and every single religion that has ever existed, every single mythology, it's all the same in some way, shape, or form. It all revolves uh, around kind of the same ideas. It's just every culture views these gods or these mythologies just a little bit differently. And it's the same. And Star Wars is the same with the Force. And like that's the sort of thing. Like even in the Mandalorian, we're seeing how the Mandalors view the Force. Um, and and I think that's so cool. And that's what I'm most excited to see hopefully with Star Wars is I want to see the franchise move away and shift for a little bit over the next few years away from Jedi and Sith. I want to see the rest of the universe. Um, That was the coolest thing about Rogue One was to see how normal people deal with, you know, (laughs) the clusterfuck of this, this, this galaxy and, and everything surrounding it. And, um, you know, it, it, and they proved it can be just as badass. It can be just as awesome um, without, you know, magic tricks and hokey religions, um, clogging it up all the time. And, and, and so like, that's, that's what I want to see more of. And that's what I'm really fingers crossed. Hopefully we're going to get, um, in the future. I have a couple of questions for the crew. Um, one is Finn force sensitive. That's yes. been confirmed. Yes. Yes. So that's been confirmed. So apparently Finn and every stormtrooper who deserted because they got a quote unquote feeling um, is is force sensitive, uh, which I dislike a lot um, because it makes that's one of the things that makes Finn less special. By the yeah. way, can, can, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but there was a ton of times I was sitting there and I was like, there's going to be a new show or something, a new animated show or, or whatever where they're. There's so much like throwaway comments that were in that movie that were like they're gonna do an episode like talking about this. Like when she said that her whole unit deserted, I was like, I feel like I'm gonna see this sometime in some other Star Wars. It'll be a comic. I don't even feel that, Mike. I feel like those were the things he the, the stuff where you started going outside of the circle on like an eight was him kind of like, yeah, uh, trust me. Like just like that that happened off screen. Like Gucci yeah. like, went to his home planet. With whatever they were teasing with uh, her and Lando, I was like, something, something's going on here. We're gonna get well, something. We, oh, more that's this. from the comic. Yeah, yeah that's from the. Uh, and this book, I don't know if y'all read the. Uh, was it last shot? Yeah. Yeah, they because I saw I followed the writer on Twitter and he was like, so y'all took the best part of my book and made it like a two second. Okay. Yeah, Jose okay. Daniel older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jose, yeah. he was losing his mind because he was doing so well, <laughs> and he uh, also like brought up a thing I wanted to throw out to y'all. Uh, and Brandon will appreciate this. If we treated Star Wars, or I'm sorry, if we treated Fast and the Furious the way we treat Star Wars, oh, yeah. it would be a hilarious world. Because, <laughs> like, we saw this movie. Like, I, but the one thing to have the point that got me irrationally angry at the beginning was that they had to do a Rocky montage to explain that Ray got better at being a Jedi, as yeah. opposed to between two and between four and five. Oh, I'm sorry, five and six. Mm, 
Yeah, five Luke's, and six. Yeah, Luke just shows Luke. up and well, says, no, "I'm a have, master we Jedi." Have to, make a point to prove that she's not a Mary Sue. She's she's been training, and Leia, <laughs> yeah. who we've never seen oh. be a Jedi ever before, is suddenly well, a Jedi the proof master. That Leia could, they had to prove that Leia could fly on her own, even though that was something where I took as twins with strong force sensitivity. That was just a reflex that happened in eight. But to him, he was like, yeah, (laughs) right. It's like, how dare you? How dare you use your power as a survival instinct? That had to be something you learned in level seven when you took on Liu Kang and you used your, it's like, no, how did Luke learn any of this shit? (laughs) He read Wikipedia for Jedi. In return to Jedi, Luke shows up at Jabba the Hutt's place and just like, I'm Jedi master. Uh, Luke Skywalker in his all black outfit and just fucking yep. just he's just like we last see him get his ass whipped by Vader and with one arm destroyed yep. and then you show up the next movie and he's Jedi Master. Hey, 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 hey! What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. In the Force. Well, I say that we say this all the time on the show, not just because Heather's here and worked on these books, but <laughs> the books explain so much in this universe. Yeah. That yeah. it's almost more exciting, like in some ways for me, it's almost more exciting to read the books, uh, the, especially the new comics, because I read them. I'm just like, and, and I, sometimes I feel bad for the creators in a way, because especially with some of the original trilogy, it's like, oh, my God, like, how the hell do you fill in this plot hole? And then they come up with some shit. And yeah. <laughs> Rogue One was like completely like, I'm going to make this shit make sense. And mm-hmm. it made it make sense. And then I was in the Star Wars and, book, the Vader book, right? The the first Vader book mm-hmm. uh, from when Marvel went with Disney was in between three and four. And uh, I mean, four and five, four and five I'm sorry, yeah. in between four and five. And it was just like, yeah, um, this makes so much sense because Vader was a failure after the end of the first one. Why the hell is he back on the Emperor's good side? He promoted and finally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, why the hell is he back on the Emperor's good side just out of nowhere? And I was like, okay, this makes so much more sense. And so I have a feeling they're going to do that with these as well. And they're probably really good. But it, it is frustrating to see that, like, there's so much there um, that you kind of left out. Um, but I did want to get some good stuff in here before we uh, get to the third part of this review that I want to get into. So, Heather, where, what were the things, if any, that you did like about this film? Uh, the credit scene was great. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's 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 really difficult for me. You know, I I don't know. The cinematography was cool. I really struggle with this. I re- I really really do struggle. Like, okay, here the one positive I do have is, uh, and it's more towards. Uh, Adam Driver's acting like he was the best part of this film Um, you know his performance really sold uh, you know Kylo turning to Ben like he's he's such a talented performer and his like micro actions and subtleties were really really strong and really you know to be commended he he did a great great job with a very difficult and complex character Um, that's honestly I really do struggle with this film because of how much it it just to me proves that JJ just does not understand Star Wars he doesn't understand what it's about he doesn't understand the heart and soul of it I tweeted to a friend after the film I was just like JJ would make a great Sith he's all about ego and it's very apparent in every single interview he's given about this film and it's very apparent Mm -hmm. in the film that we see Mike, Sorry, I know. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> to your point, there's an episode of Alias when I was homesick like 10 years ago. I was watching and it opened with like everything you know is a lie. And I jokingly like said that to my girlfriend, now wife at the time, like he's going to say everything is a lie because he can't. But hell, I was like, you're three seasons into a show and you're saying everything is a-. like, that's what he did with this. And well, it was very lost. Like- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. See, I never watched, so I never got in and then that's, got in. That's, that's his move. That's yeah, his move. I watched this film, and I was just, because I watched Star Wars, I enjoy Star Wars from a distance, I guess that's a good way to say it, that no, I was just I like, th- oh yeah, this is this is a fun movie. But the movie critic in me is watching this, and I'm just like, um, you didn't explain that. You, you completely ignored this from 8. You completely ignored that from 8. You completely ignored this from 7. Like, None of this, like, a lot, my biggest issue with this film was so much of what happened in this film was not built up. 
Like whether yeah. you like a decision or not is one thing, but at least if it's a cohesive, if it's a story that's been built to the moment that's supposed to be this big moment, then that's like okay, that's, oh, that's at least it's good storytelling. Whether you like the story or not, at least it's good storytelling. I found that things in this film just seemed to come out of nowhere, just like out of completely nothing that I was not. What do you like, mean, like Palpatine's back? <laughs> yeah, like Palpatine's. Hey, back. that was in the scroll. That's legal. That, like, you know, <laughs> by the way, you owe me five million dollars, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and when I was watching, I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, when when did, could people do this? When was the Force used this way? Like, this is very. Interesting. Oh yeah, when when was life force a thing? When was any of the Force like JJ just created? Like, and here's a new dictionary of Force abilities. Oh, see, them. here's the thing. They borrowed some of that from the cartoon, and then they also. He, I, I swear, he had, he must have gotten an early uh, screening of The Mandalorian because yes. that's why they moved this week's episode week. ahead. They moved it to the Wednesday oh, instead no, of the no, Friday. It's not, it's not, it's not an early screen. No, that I mean, that's not how this stuff, this stuff works in the making. Uh, I guarantee you, the Force healing was in the film far before it was in The Mandalorian. <laughs> And they put it in the Mandalorian it because it's the film. So funny that it happened the same week. I I literally was laughing in the theater. It's it's that, not. That it's, it's, I promise you. Yeah, no, that happened on purpose. That that was the thing too that we did in Canaan, um, in the Canaan comic and the uh, with Rebels is we planned an issue, because uh, Rebels aired on Wednesdays and new comic book days are Wednesdays, and it was planned and orchestrated so that we did the flashback story that tied into the episode that aired that the same night that it was released. It's it's completely 100% planned. It's not a coincidence whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was just, I thought that was kind of funny. And my thing with the Force, and here's the part of me that's just like, whatever. My thing with the Force is, because I'm not a Star Wars nerd, I'm just like, yeah, the Force is whatever you make the Force to be. And so that part doesn't bother me. But then what it does bother me is that when you do it and there's just like no explanation. Like if you mm-hmm. were to let up, if you would have like gave hints that, you know, something with Ray's force powers is different than anybody else we've seen in the Because mo- you got to write these movies for the people who watch the movies in, in theory. Mm-hmm. And so if you're writing the movies for the people who watch the movies, then you want to be led on as that person, not me who reads the comic books or somebody who reads the comic books and watch the animated shows or someone who watches the animated shows reads the comic books and's read all the um the things that's not canon anymore and all the old books and stuff like you if you're writing a movie for the movie then it should be led to by the films and we watched force awakens and we watched last jedi and there was nothing that led me to believe that this was anything that was going to happen uh, yeah, and you know what? They have explanations for these force abilities, like some, like look at Cal. Yeah, they have like a Bible. Pretty much do yeah. I thought that okay. I'm not a Star Wars nerd, so you three will know much better than me. I thought that the Force Ghost thing was something that you learned, and it was like something that it only is. the it's best, the only the best Jedi or the most powerful Jedi, or whatever, could do, and they had to like learn it so, and get taught it, and then they could do it. And Heather could probably do this better than me. But there was an episode of The Clone Wars where Yoda like mm-hmm. first learns it from Qui-Gon. And then he passes it on to Obi-Wan. In, or he mentions it in episode three. Who? So it's assumed, I guess, that he's... And I think it's mentioned in a book about him, too, where he's like... He teaches himself how to do it. And then you get to the original trilogy and then Darth Vader just... Just does die, it. Like, <laughs> and then he's just there. And then they do it again in this movie. So, like... I don't like when they contradict their own canon. It's kind of like an insult to like I would consider myself a Star Wars person for sure. I mean, I am I wasn't around for the original trilogy obviously, so I don't have the nostalgia, but when you give me a Star Wars movie, I'm not going I don't really complain about anything cuz like for me, I don't know if it's like my what, I don't know what it is about me, but pretty much whatever they give me, I'm happy with it. Like I I don't like I'm, I'm unhappy about siding with the wrong group of fans, I think, for what they did with Episode Nine, But, like, it's still a Star Wars movie, and my ticket was for 1.45 in the morning, and I brought all my friends, and we had a good time. And it just, you know, it's an, Star Wars has always been, like, a big experience for, for me. So I liked it, but I don't like when they contradict their own I think, stuff. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a thing where I struggle both as, like, as a fan but uh, but more so as a creator and for someone who has worked on this franchise like as a as a creator especially someone who's worked cohesively in star wars like your job is your job is to take everything that has been set before you and move forward from that and and as we said like there's so much about this that it that it feels like and it came across like 
you know, the creators of this film were just like, yeah, all that stuff that happened before that would, that was just, you know, that's them saying, let the past die. Right. Like that's, right. that's, that's, that's them saying, eh, let episode eight die. What matters is all the shit that I want to do. Um, and and that's, it, okay. You know, like- that's okay. If it's really terrible shit, like, if you were like comic book fans will know this, I know Rich will know this. Well, but, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's okay if it's really terrible, and what you're giving us is like amazing. Yes, <laughs> like in the but, Avengers, in the Avengers book when they raped Carol Danvers, right? Basically, right. And then oh, they, and then sure. Chris Claremont was like, "I have to fix this because this is fucked up." And then he completely rewrites and recons the story or changes shit that wasn't set up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You got to fix that. But that's not what happened here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's it's not what happened here. And it's and I don't know how they didn't think that I don't know what they were expecting to happen, but there's no way that those people that didn't like episode eight were going to be happy anyway. They're the worst kind of people. I mean, they're, so yeah. far. Well, they're you know, the people that monetize hatred. Like, yes. truly, yeah, you can't, can't negotiate with a terrorist in that. Exactly. So, the, like, I think about eight. One. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. No, I was just, I think about when I look at eight and I look at all the things, like Ryan Johnson was really fun when he talked about, like, they gave me this Bible of all the things you can and can't do with the force. So there's so many things I wanted to play with, but I was very specific with what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then this one, it, it, it seems as if they wanted <laughs> to prove on a global level, like, here is what we can do. Don't worry about why it happened. It happened. Like the force lightning, like you pull that out of your rear end at the very you know very end of the first act and you're just led to believe did she know Bro, the funniest she, thing like, about I felt like this re- was Shazam like <laughs> okay, I, there, there's there's a uh, yeah with the, back on my diatribe about Ray and everything I hate about her and this thing uh, like she's you know she apparently is having these force visions of her on the throne as a Sith and, and all of this I'm like we never saw that we never right. saw never, that never. Well, I, don't, Ever. I don't believe for a second she was ever supposed to be Palpatine's granddaughter and I hope I, I would love to know what was going to happen if if like the whole episode like pe- like if episode 8 was what it was and people just shut up and enjoyed it well uh, even if she was Palpatine's I, grand- I think it granddaughter I, I think that it makes been, you could make that make sense in the you story could, well, and, yeah you could make a lot of the decisions they made work if if like they wanted to right. <laughs> Star Wars has always been like thematic and you could tell that like the theme of one of, of seven and eight don't match up with because they added it later to try and make other people happy but I don't really they definitely weren't going to bring Palpatine back and I don't believe that they were going to make her I honestly believe and I don't know if this is true or not but I honestly believe they were just going to keep her as nobody to further push the point that this is not a Skywalker story this is You're not right, part like- of that I Brandon mentioned at the end of eight, like anybody I, could be a Skywalker, yeah, or anybody like, could be a I Jedi, like or Force. Like, like you don't even have to be, be a Jedi. You just—I think what they were like. My thought of watching Last Jedi was that they were trying to say that this Jedi is this old, outdated religion, and just mm-hmm. because you're Force sensitive doesn't mean you have to go down the route of the Jedi. And that there's mm-hmm. so many people in this universe that have this Force sensitivity that can use the powers and abilities of the Force in ways that we haven't seen before or ways that aren't strictly related to the Jedi religion. And that's like intriguing to me. That's like, oh yeah, that's interesting. That's like something that's different. And then for this one, it was almost like, no, no, no. Uh, you got to be a Skywalker or somebody in this mm-hmm. this canon of people that we've like Anakin. Well, now it's, now it's hereditary. Now it's yeah. DNA. Like it's it's got to well, be that's that. Dumb. <laughs> and that's I will, I will say that. I mean, I didn't. Li- I really wanted her to be nobody, like from nobody, and then and, rise and that's from yeah. That I think that was the final star with me was the last scene when you know she's on Tatooine of all fucking places, and <laughs> you know she's you know burying the lightsabers because I don't know nostalgia just to end on Tatooine, um, and you know they ask her like, you know, uh, who are you? What's your surname? And, you know, you see her think, like, do I say Palpatine? No, I don't. I'm going to say Skywalker. And I'm just sitting there and just like, why? They were not your parents. Like, the funny like, thing just about say, that. Just say Ray. Just say I'm Ray. I'm Ray from nowhere. Or just say Ray. Just Ray. And, but, and own yourself and be yourself. Heather, even funnier than that. In the film itself, there's a line where Leia says, don't be ashamed of who you are. Right. So the whole theme of this film was do not be ashamed of who you are. I don't care who you come from. I guess the theme they were going for, I should say, is don't be afraid of who you come from or what you oh, come yeah. from. 
I, I would say unless you're Hitler, like Junior, like like well, you got to go with the name change. Supposed to be the daughter. Yeah, of Hitler, you, know, you can like, be well, something different, right? And so at yeah. the end, you would think if you were following that thematically, she would be like, "Yeah, I'm Ray Palpatine." So, like, you know what well, I was more mad about? And that's what they were trying. That's what they were trying to go with this. Clearly, is they were trying to go with the pressure of legacy. That's right. that is the theme of this. Is the pressure of legacy, which should be you know the theme of this entire trilogy in and of itself. I get it. Yada yada yada. Whatever bullshit. Um, you know, Kyler, Kylo's pressure. That, what? That's very meta. That's a very meta theme. The pressure of legacy. But that's but that's what I think that's what I think JJ was trying to do. That's that's if he was trying to go for anything, he was trying to go for a more pop cultural theme of 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 legacy and and living up to legacy and living up to expectations expectations and the pressure of that and and we saw that with Kylo obviously him struggling with his identity and his legacy of of who his grandfather is. Um and and now Ray all of a sudden struggling with the legacy and pressure of of who hers is. Um, and like, cool. If, if that is what you wanted to explore, there is a way to do that. This, what, what wasn't, wasn't it? No. <laughs> you, know, you know, she had a, uh, that lightsaber that was yellow was her staff and it was clearly a double bladed lightsaber. And this might be just me, but I was really annoyed when she ignited one half and not the other one. <laughs> I just wanted to see it once. Just show. He didn't. She didn't push. She didn't push right in, right, right directional. It's like you've already you ignited do it. it for no reason. If you're gonna ignite it for no reason and do a cool pose, do both. I wanted to see both. That yeah. So no. Cool. Yeah. Why is she? Why didn't you do it? that? Why yeah, is, why she, is she there ignited? a threat? Look, here I know. Guys? Like, for no reason. Just to show that it's gold, right? So she's doing it for no reason already. But like, you have. There's a whole. Other, it's very obviously a double bladed lightsaber. Just open yeah. the other half. I just want to see it. I just. Wanna, it would be cool. I don't even care if she ignites it for nothing. It, it's just this cool scene because then so, I get, to, but she didn't even do the other half. I was like, "Come on!" My second question to <laughs> just the, push the button. My second question to all of you, and this is something I don't know anything about, so all three of you would definitely have a better answer than me. Is a lot of people on the twitters and on the internets are clamoring for uh, the next group of movies or the next movies to be something old related Republic. to the old Republic. Do you guys think that's a good or a bad idea? Oh, I have been pitching this since forever. Okay. I am such a yeah. huge advocate of the Old Republic, Darth Revan, all day, every day. Um, that was probably the best twist in the Star Wars canon outside of the Luke I am your Oh, father. hands down. Hands down. Agree. So good. Um, if you are all tired of the Jedi and the Sith stuff, you're not going to get ready because the Old Republic is like all Jedi. And all oh, Sith for sure. Stuff. No, That's I have been... Is. I have been uh, literally since day one at Marvel. The t- the two books that I was pushing when I was at Marvel was Thrawn and was uh, was the Old Republic, and I got Thrawn. So I I, I, I just I, want yeah. Thrawn to make a live action appearance. Uh, you and me around. both. That little blue. Can you make that happen? Because I certainly can. <laughs> uh, what about you, Rich? What do you think about the Old Republic? I'm 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 with him. I I loved it. I love the game. I love the series. I love the stories. I think. Adding in because uh, one of the notes I didn't mind, which was again, you threw it away and it annoyed me to no end. How they named all the uh, the dreadnoughts after mm-hmm. Sith, and hearing like you know officially people being introduced in canon as okay, they did expire to like they did actually hit that more. I was like, oh well, cool. You get old Republic, and that's just don't if you're gonna do it and you're gonna do it as the trilogy. You needed to be a person you could trust to do all three. Because I think the biggest issue we've been talking about throughout this series is that two-thirds of this movie was J.J. Amers. And my son came in, and when he came in, the first thing that came in my head was, and it was a horrific thought, was if he had eight at some point, he would have put Sabotage in. So that way you could have heard that in Star Trek and in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, God. If it's any consolation, I play this mobile game from Star Wars called Galaxy of Heroes. I don't know if anyone knows what it is, but they just I added play it. a... Yeah, they added uh, all the Old Republic and Sith Empire characters. Like, all the main... Revan is there as a Jedi and a Sith. They added a whole bunch of people. So I'm like, hmm, this is uh, interesting because... <laughs> so would you be excited kind of... for the Old Republic, Mike? Yeah, oh, I would definitely, 100%. It's very, uh, it's one of the most interesting times to start. It's 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 like, it's kind of like what the prequels were, like, like all the Jedi there were, but like there's also a ton of Sith that also, like, it's literally like they had like wars. It was cool. It's a cool time. I'm not as familiar with the Old Republic as 
other inroads probably are, but I did read some of the books and I played the game, which was fantastic. And their MMO, the Star Wars MMO, I yeah. think they said during mm-hmm. the Old Republic, which I yep. did play a little bit of, but I never finished because I never paid for anything. So, so <laughs> that was fun too. But I would 100% watch it. I kind of, if I had to choose though, I would want an Old Republic thing, but I would want, I actually also thought they were going to do three separate. I didn't know it was going to be like a connected trilogy. I thought there were going to be three, like, like Solo and Rogue One were separate from each other. I thought there were going to be three story like one shot stories again which i would have been cool with but i don't know if you could do so, hold on. I as just a, thought as about a what one rich said if we thought about star wars like fast and if like the fast series do you mm-hmm. know much better that would be like fast as a fan? is because the fast series uh, is know. so ridiculous like it's ridiculous well, it's completely they started know. stealing vcrs and then by 10 or 11 they're going to be in space like they're going to be like yeah, an but you're also forgetting so the problem with that is no one expects anything when they go see a movie but also they just announced a video game that is has the one of the lowest public opinions i've ever seen Excuse me, what? uh and there's a tv show and a video game coming out the tv show is an animated show set in the fast and furious universe oh my god and the video game is, <laughs> yeah i tweeted oh, yeah, that yeah, out this morning because i was uh, like excuse I, me because I it told me on netflix people. And he's all over it. He's so there's there's a TV show. It's a cartoon for kids in the yeah. set in the Fast and Furious universe. For kids, and for yeah, kids. it's a little fast. <laughs> I, right. I'll I share in many, this chat the picture. How many half naked women are going to make an appearance in the? Because uh, you know, there's one thing every Fast movie has in common. Yeah. It's mostly naked women. No, in the first up. scene of every fat, and like the first ten minutes of every Fast movie, they have a scene where it's like literally like up the woman's butt. Like right, like yeah. the angle, like right. I mean, below. I'm Every pretty sure film. they have all kinds of yeah. So there's a there's the there's the TV show for kids that's coming out, and there's like a whole there's a main character. Honestly, I I didn't really look into it, but I know I saw the article and I saw the picture of the poster that they're releasing. It looks hilarious, like not in the good way. Like it looks. I know hysterical. I know Chris from you the MCR Network wants them to do a crossover with Transformers just because it'd be so ridiculous. <laughs> which I'm and, sure they would. Which too. if they the actually they did that, that is, would probably be one of the most hilarious films I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Listen, you're, you're watching right, Optimus also, Prime and Vin Diesel, like, <laughs> like also, you they, know, Vin Diesel would get into a fist fight with Optimus Prime, not in like a robot. Vin Diesel himself would just fight him. I think. I think that's what would happen. Oh, I agree with that. Optimus agree Prime with would say Familia, you know, and I would of, lose my mind. My favorite piece of information that we talked about when we reviewed the last movie. I don't know. We're getting off topic from Star Wars, but it was apparently. Brandon told me this. Did you know that it is in Jason Statham, uh, J- uh, Vin Diesel, and Dwayne Johnson's contracts that they're not allowed to lose in a fight? Ever. <laughs> so it's like, you know if he fights Optimus Prime, he's going to win. <laughs> well, well, character, well, you don't know what's in Optimus Prime's contract. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's true. Uh, the other thing that I have to mention before we get back to Star Wars is they announced a video game with... Uh, like graphics from 2007 and that's all anyone could first oh. of all the game looks ridiculous so there's a shot of vin diesel and tyrese like talking with their voices but like someone took a, a copy of vin diesel wheelman which i vaguely remember and i actually played it it's like a game where you play as i think you play as dominic you're definitely vin diesel i don't remember if it's dominic toretto i think it might be but i forget it's like a spinoff and you're like driving around barcelona jumping from car to car it's ridiculous it was fun but the graphics in that game in 2007 are like equal, if not a little better than this new one. And no one could forget it. And so the game's tanking right now, like reception wise. So it's fast is like growing in a very odd way, very quickly, quickly. Uh, just thought that was funny, but right. don't want to get too far so, off topic from Star Wars. One of the I do have that... a question Go ahead. about Star Wars. Okay. Hold on. Before... I got something to say first. So the okay. other thing that I wanted to talk about that I, I think Heather probably agrees with me on this. I, I guess everybody would probably would agree with me on this. But I think this is probably, to me, the biggest thing that, the biggest fan service in the wrong way that they did from 8 to 9, to me, is icing Rose. Because she oh, was yeah. a big 22 part. seconds? Yes. Isn't it like 22 seconds? She was a huge yeah. part I of can't, the, I can't. I can't go with you. Why? I, I just, I'm busy. I can't. And was it just me or could you, like, was it kind of obvious that Rose was like set? Like I think you could tell that like the actor was not. Oh like, yeah, uh, she you was think... clearly upset, and it's like why? Are you... There's no reason for her character to be upset. People... But like you could tell that she her soul is not 100. People on the I don't internet blame her because she was so bullied. It's so not even fair. Like these dudes, yeah. I wanted her to be. Yeah, these dudes reason. on the internet hated Rose so much they ran her off of Instagram and Twitter by their hate and harassment. Yeah. So much, and I thought Rose was a really good character in Eight, and I really liked her. 
And then you get in this She show. was the heart and soul of Ace. Yes, she was. Kelly Marie Tran looked like, and this is not her fault at all. She was acting like she didn't even want to be there, I feel like. Yeah. And I don't blame her. She, she, she was like, she, looked, she acted like she was defeated, and she was defeated. And not like, that's not good. And then on top of that, not that you have to ship characters, but the whole eight was essentially, you thought at the end of that film that Rose and Finn were at least in some type of close friendship at the very least yeah and then like he they didn't have any time together nothing not nothing nothing they turned it into bad boys in space with him and and then uh, yeah took that and then they're like finn rose is he's like i mean sorry finn was like uh ray i gotta tell you something they never tell you they they, they go from they never tell you no here's the funny thing mike they go from in the film in the beginning of the film they show rose running up on finn when he has to leave so they want you to believe that like oh they're together or so that they're just saying their goodbyes or something. And then the whole film is Finn being overly protective of Ray, like he's yep. in love with Ray. Like, back but remember, like seven. in the first it's one, back, like seven. Yeah, back yeah. in seven, it, he yeah. was like, got a boyfriend, got a boyfriend? Like, like, don't stop holding my hand. Like, all these creepy, yeah. like, fifth grade things that adults wouldn't do, especially a stormtrooper. <laughs> and it's back. And then at the and end of the film, <laughs> at the end of the film, you're supposed to think that he's got something type of connection with Jana because yeah. he did because he didn't even like he was just hanging out with her for like the last the, for the entire never said act. anything to Reagan also I hate, Ray again. She, I hate the fact that they all of a sudden went with a Ray and Kylo Ren romance thing that did not feel oh, really yeah. that, that didn't make that, any sense to me yeah, yeah when dude starts popping up on your voicemail like we're on we're doing this on Skype when someone shows up on your Skype video like when we're doing audio right now and someone does video and he's shirtless just like sup that <laughs> yeah. is not Dating material. Red flags. Red flags. Also, that came out of nowhere. Like I didn't oh, get yeah. any vibes of that in now, one or two. Before yeah. we run well, out Tumblr of time, did so. We have like six minutes before I know Heather's gonna go. So I have a question for everybody, but I think she's gonna okay. be the best one to answer it. Is the voices in the scene? Oh, I knew you were say yes. I gotta know. I didn't mm-hmm. catch all of them. I heard yeah. Hayden Christensen and yep. Clone Wars Anakin's voice. Yep. I yes. think I heard Kaden. Did I hear Yep, correctly? he was there. Yeah. He was there. Ahsoka was there. Ezra was yes. there. Qui-Gon, Plo Koon. Um, Yoda was there. Obi-Wan. Um, Kiati was there. Mace was there. Yeah. So I didn't hear Mace. So we didn't hear Yaddle, though. So. That's true. So is, if, that he, true. If, if she heard all those voices, does that mean all of them are dead? No, they're so all in her. That's my question. That's She's my the Highlander, question. Heather. Yeah, there can only be one. Um, well, that's weird, though, because if they're not dead, why aren't they helping? But I also oh, don't no. want Ezra to be dead yet. Because well, that's, that's, that... that's my thing with Ahsoka and Ezra is, is yeah, like, Are... I was like, if we hurt them, then doesn't that mean they're yeah. Force ghosts and they're dead? They better um, not be. Yeah, this so. wasn't like a spirit bomb because they, even in that, uh, what is it, the almanac they made after where they, like, wanted to force things into canonity. That's yeah. not a word, but I, I, you know, I try to make it there. <laughs> uh, I honestly know if, if they have plans for Ezra and Ahsoka, and they want to do something set after well, this movie, so... you know that they'll just write it off as fame. fame. It was fan service, oh, and no, yeah. like just like no, how Darth Vader rumor. and Kylo Ren somehow learned how to be ghosts. Rumor like, and Leia. Uh, yeah, rumor, rumor is, and I don't know. I truly don't know. Um, rumor is that ten, had they continued and done ten, eleven, and twelve, which. Uh, ostensibly is is not happening now. Um, but had they continued, rumor is that it was going to be Ahsoka focused. Oh um, my god! Now I'm even more upset. But <laughs> Are you wait a minute, wait a minute, Mike. Could you imagine? You just started a series with Ray, and you put Ahsoka in there. How many people are going to complain? And how many of these chocolate things oh are going to be like, people. not oh, my man. Star Wars. You give me all I this need stuff. A dude. They'd, they'd be mad that Hera wasn't the over-sexualized version of the Twi'lek mm-hmm. that they usually are in the original trilogy when they're in Jabba's Pal. That's what they'd be mad about. I'd be like, oh my god, shut up. That's so annoying. Yep. That's so frustrating. I want them to do 10, 11, and 12 now anyway. I don't <laughs> yeah, because you love Ahsoka. You talk about her. I all want the time. them to I love 10, 11, and 12, but I want it all to be about Babu Frick. Oh, oh yeah, he was funny. <laughs> he was that. He was funny. Boba Frick. Do, 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 also, Boba what was the girl's name? Uh, Zori? Zori? Yeah. I thought that was just kind of a throw. They th- kind of just oh, no, threw no, her no. away, too. So, so her. No, 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 no. She had a purpose. 
Her her purpose was to imply that Poe was straight. That was her purpose. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, that was it. (laughs) That was that was solely her purpose. It was so Poe. I don't know. He has a history with this woman. We didn't say anything about them sleeping together, and she wouldn't let him kiss him. All they did was run drugs together. But but he knows a girl. He knew a girl. So he's throwing eyebrows at her. I'm doubling down that he's totally bisexual. Well, you could tell from <laughs> the interviews he did how angry he was oh, that he they wanted... didn't explore it. And yeah, the, he, the language he, he was it. using, it wasn't just like, I just saw cats this weekend because I'm a glutton for punishment. So when yeah. I watched that, and dear God, I love her and everything, but when J- Dane Judy Dench looks at an interview with a straight face and decided that she was playing her role, and I don't know cats, but it was the old dude. Oh, um, old Deuteronomy. Oh, yeah, old Deuteronomy, right. So she was playing old Deuteronomy as a trans character. I mm-hmm. spit my coke out. I was like, there is nothing other than your hand and your, yeah. your wedding as ring. As a trans that they cat. See right. <laughs> like, what? When, <laughs> how did you pull that out? Whereas when I listen to him talk, about how loving, like he was like the energy was there, and I just I don't understand. And and both him and uh, oh, and you can see it. you were watching, you like, can see it. Yeah, they were both super into the fact though that they were like, yeah, we're good here, because you know even Finway, you know, he went so far as to the interviews they did together. He was like, yeah, you're not going to see me on no Disney Plus. You get me on the big screen, and you don't get me. And I was like, that's that I respect that because you're like, <laughs> I've seen these three movies and what they do to people over ten years, mm-hmm. and. I'm not getting on this ride. It's a difference between like when you look at you just mentioned you work with Marvel. When you look at the X, when you look at the Marvel series, and you look at what they've done at Disney in terms of giving creators kind of some rope, but then Feige yeah. has like the overarching vision. No one and no one on the Star Wars side. I'm hoping maybe Feige does that now. Which God had blessed that man. Like we can all agree. well, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a Kevin Feige of Star Wars. Like, no, there's not. Yeah, it doesn't seem you like play. That yeah. Like you get the ball and you're gonna run, run and shoot. The next person's like, I'm gonna be ground and pound. Next person after that's like, we're gonna play deep. It's like, excuse me. Well, what no. Is- what what it is is it's 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 a committee. It's you have story mm-hmm. group and Kathleen Kennedy and and every director has to go through them. Um, every single director has to go through like, hey, I want to have this happen. Can I do this? Yes or no? And it's a group of people and they sit in a room and they decide yes or no. Um, you know, and that's, and it's unfortunate. Um, you know, uh, what's the saying? Uh, a camel is a horse designed by committee. Um, that's that's actually good. And, uh, you know, uh, take it how you want to see it. But I, I think, you know, too many cooks. Exactly. We've seen, well, we've seen, I feel like we saw that with, with this trilogy and I feel like, it's it's Warner Brothers problems with the DC movies too. Yeah. Oh. Um, yes. You know, I think you 100% see that there. Um, I and think we can all agree that the best part is that AMC made an all-in-one popcorn bucket drink holder of R2D2, and I bought. Yes, it's, it's amazing and beautiful. I bought. Did you get one? I got one. And I, I instantly it. regret my decision. <laughs> <laughs> I, bought, I bought. I don't regret it at all. I was like, this this was necessary. This was a necessary. It was payday that day. It was. Thursday at two in the morning, I get paid there on you go. Fridays, and I was like, I can, I can do this. It's okay. So two it's things payday. before we score this, and so Heather can get out of here. One, the last thing I'll say that didn't, that just came out of complete nowhere to me was General Hux being a spy in the First Order. I said, yep. what? I said, I wanted that was Rebel. That was Rebels gone wrong. That was that really was so Rebels. weird. I said, just what? use the code name. Because you hate Should've Kylo been... Ren so much? Like, what? <laughs> I was just like, what? I don't want Ren to succeed me. <laughs> that was basically everyone on this when they didn't want eight to succeed. Yeah. I was so like, what? And then the last thing was, well, I thought Anthony Daniels was great as 3PO in this film. Oh, of course. I just oh, he here was you so go. No, no, no. Here, here. My last thing I'm going to say, um, because he's my favorite character in all of Star Wars, and everyone knows this, is how dare they sideline r2d2 for as much as they fucking did this entire trilogy why did they do- uh, oh, i don't know because he's the best goddamn character this franchise has ever had uh he is amazing and uh he got i don't know maybe less than five minutes of screen time the entire 
trilogy? Oh, absolutely, less than five. That's maybe. Yeah. They want to make toys, probably. If I oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, that's yeah, that's we're gonna have Dio, this droid who literally does nothing in this movie. <laughs> literally does. And you nothing. know what? I didn't. I thought you were talking about Ronnie James Dio of, of BB-8. So they were still selling R2s. So oh know no! If they had Ronnie James Dio in this movie, that would be a godsend. But <laughs> singing Holy Jedi. Yes. Holy Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 3PO is my favorite part of this movie. I just thought he was great in this film. Um, and that's, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I laughed every time he was on screen. Um, all right, so before we get out of here, let's give our scores. Uh, Heather, out of 10, what do you give this? Uh, I feel like they owe me my money back. <laughs> that's, good. that's a good one. I, that's a good one. Rich, what about you? I'd give it 6 out of 10. Uh, Mike? Uh, six and a half. I'm judging you all so hardly right now. I'm sorry. I I don't. I just like. Geez. Yeah, this is a five out of ten for me. Uh, I'll I say, will say. Hey, Mike, you watched Game of Thrones yet? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm speaking sorry. of which, could you imagine that trilogy with DB and DB? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you know what would be a great wave. Okay. A great way for Ray to get some pot development if you set, tackled by all writers off screen. <laughs> Listen, I I said this the other day is that uh, my, one of my favorite shows is The Expanse. I fucking love The Expanse. It's so yes. great. And I was just like, I'm so glad nobody else knows how great The Expanse is because then that would get ruined too. Because mm-hmm. it's so great and no one knows. And it's just great in it's my little corner. Good. With the people that I know that watch it, and we can all enjoy it and not have to have the fandom destroy it, because it's well, it's yeah. Because oh, I the one and one thing I will give, say for JJ and to his defense to a little bit is that he was in a no win situation. Like this film was a no win situation. There was there was nothing that anyone could do that would make See, everyone I disagree. Happy. I don't think I disagree. Would, everyone would be happy. I think the people. Well, you're never going to make everyone happy because there right. are people no. who go and think to hate things no matter what. But I think there's a way where you could get people who like the original trilogy and people who like this trilogy. I think there. I think there 100 was a way to do that. And I think I 100 think JJ's whole thing was a middle finger to people who liked the film that he didn't do. Yes, which was in many ways an extension to Ryan Johnson, who's taken it with a plum. Like, mm-hmm. that's a dude who could have gone full, like, screw you too, buddy. And yeah. he was like, you know what? My life's good. My money made, my why, movie made a ton of money. Why can't I'm out. Dave Filoni just do all the movies? Because he's fantastic. <laughs> hmm. I mean, from what I've seen, I don't know. You probably actually know him, so. <laughs> but Who's Dave Filoni? He, Dave he Filoni's behind Rebels. He did Clone uh, Wars, and he's doing, uh, he, yeah. And he does all the animation of the movie. He was. He did Rogue One's. Like he was responsible for putting the Ghost and Chopper in Rogue One. Well, uh, Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before of you course. leave, uh, just tell everybody where they can find you on social media and any cool projects that you're working on over at Valiant right now. Yeah, uh, you can uh, stalk me online at, at Heather Antos on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you are a fan of my work or enamel pens or original art, I just opened a web store on my website so you can come get some commissions and cool enamel pens and stuff um, and help pay for my coffee addiction. Uh, and yeah, I'm at Valiant working on a ton of cool books. I have a new number one if you like. I call it a mix between Deadpool and The Hangover. Uh, Quantum and Woody number one comes out January 29th, 2020. So it's going to be here very, very soon. That actually sounds quite interesting. Uh, Rich, uh, I think Rich is on mute. Uh, oh, no, there he is. Rich, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and what you got coming up on the deep dive. Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Rich underscore fan, F-A-N-N. Uh, I do the deep dive for Pro Wrestling Torch, which is a dive into wrestling subjects, kind of like what we all just did over this hour, just with one shots. Uh, this weekend, we're going to go into part two of wrestlers in guest starring roles on television. And my co-host will be Kylan Furlow, who is an aficionado in this regard. So we're going to talk about who's where, what they were doing, how much he enjoyed it, and kind of talk through how crazy it was that most of my young adult life pro wrestlers were everywhere. (laughs) That is true. Um, Mike, you got anything before we get out of here on Star Wars? 
Nope, not this time. For once, I'm quiet. All right, cool. So uh, that was our review of Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this and all of our Star Wars Rewind videos, uh, movies. We went back and watched all of them. So if you missed some of that and want to talk, uh, hear us talk about some of those, Heather was on our Revenge of the Sith review, so you can check that out. Uh, but we did all the previous films, except Solo. We didn't do Solo. It uh, wasn't worth it. But we did all the other ones. Uh, so go and check those out uh, on the feed. And thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you later. Peace.